In Philippians chapter number 3, I'm going to just bring you a, a simple thought, but a, a thought that we need to look at. And in verses number 13 and 14 is the scripture that we're going to be taking place. And one of the things that I want to present to you tonight before we get reading the passage of scripture is that once you place your faith in Jesus Christ, once you realize that you are a sinner, you realize you have a sin condition that you can't overcome, and that the only way you can overcome that is through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, and once you place your faith in him, you're in for a fight. And you, what I'm saying is you're now in God's army. You're now in, you're going to be facing opposition. You're going to be facing battles. The devil's going to come at you harder because now you're going against him. You were for him. Now you're against him, and he doesn't like that. And we're in for a fight. We're in for a fight. And the Bible uh, used this strategy. He talks about fighting. Fight the good fight of faith. And so fighting is not necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're standing for something that is right. And so you're in for a fight, and we're going to look at this. And I, what I want to present to you tonight is this. I, I struggle to even say it. I struggle to even preach it because I know I'm going to get attacked. Because when you preach something the devil, and by the way, Mike tomorrow did Friday night in RU, did an excellent job in third talk, did a great job. By the way, thank you for the tie. This is Mike tomorrow. God bless his soul. But... Uh, Anyway, he's talking about satanic opposition. And it come, it's real. This is real, folks. Um, a lot of people, nobody ever told me about this stuff until I got into the ministry and began to find out, oh, this is real. <laughs> There's a big battle taking place. And so I want you to look at this fighting, you ready? With the past. Fighting with the past. Because every one of us in this room have a past. Amen? All right, just wanted to make sure you're all alive here. We all have a past. Some of our past is not very good. Some of it could be not so bad. I don't know the past. One of the ministries and what takes place with RU is this. We, people come in, and as they come in, we want to help them. And the only way we can help them is we find out about their past. Now, we're not there to dig and to say things about them and spread that. That's not what it's about. But you can't help somebody until you know what the problem is. One of the things that I learned as I went and I started this ministry, by the way, that blows my mind, and of course, Branson knows 15 years I've been with Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages did this for me. This is the training that God gave me through Rock of Ages. I remember going, I was thinking as I was driving here, Brother Gillespie, I was driving here, I would go to Howard Young Prison. Howard Young Prison is in Delaware. Um, and we would go there, and what they would do is we would go in there, we would spend the entire day, and we would go cell to cell. Yeah. Cell to cell. We would go from place to place talking to people. And you know me, you know, it seems like the smallest guys always go for the big guys. Uh, I, I would go right to where the big guys are. Man, I want to be around them. If something's going down, I want some protection. Amen. So, uh, but I would get around. But anyway, as you went there, you had to strike up a conversation. 
And as you begin to strike up that conversation, as you begin to talk to them, if you listen, you can begin to hear what the problems are in their life. And one of the things that as I was doing that, and I'm seeing how God was orchestrating my life, he was teaching me to help other people with their problems. By the way, my problems as well. But he was teaching me how to help people with their problems. And by the way, when you are dealing with people, you got to have some answers. <laughs> you better know. You better get in God's Word and know some things. And as I transpire and as I think of all these things, what God does, wow. And that's what the ministry of our use is to help find the problem. And by the way, some of them are small, some of them are big. But the, the, the main thing is that we deal with it. I say this, and I've said this, and I will say this until God takes me home. You either deal with your sin, or your sin will deal with you. And by the way, if you don't deal with your sin, you'll deal, you might deal with your sin through your kids. And if you don't deal with your sin through your kids, you might deal with your sin through your grandkids. Because let me tell you, sin has to be dealt with. And it's fighting the past. Fighting the past. Our scripture is Philippians chapter number 3, verses number 13 and 14. The Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. There's the past. There's the past. Let me continue on. I'll continue reading. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. There's right where you're at now. There's the presence, the, the present. And then verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that's the future. And we're going to look at those three areas, and we're going to look at this thought for tonight. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and ask God for his help during this time. Dear Lord Jesus, I come into your presence. I'm so thankful that you're a God that cares about us, and God, that you love us, and God, that you want to help us. And Lord, I know there's people in this room from different places. Lord, I know there's people in this room that has different issues and different problems. And God, we're not here to make light. We're not here to hurt somebody. But God, you want us to have victory. You want us to have victory over the past so that now we can be pressing forward, that we can be doing the things that you want us to do. Because that past can hinder us. That past can delay us. And Lord, I just pray, would you give victory to someone here tonight that maybe they're struggling with their past. And Father, I pray, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you use me? Would you help me to be what you would have me to say and do in Jesus' name? Amen. So we're looking at this fight with the past. Fight with the past. The first thing that I want us to look at is this, and that in the passage of Scripture, is the past is something that has to be dealt with. When you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are forgiven of your sins. Amen? But you know what? There's consequences to your sins. There's consequences to those sins. And there's some things that you have to deal with that you got to go back. I want to take you to Exodus chapter number 2. Exodus chapter number 2. And we'll start in verse number, I believe it's 12. Yes. Exodus chapter number 2. 
Actually, we'll, we'll start in verse 11. The Bible says in verse number 11, Exodus 2, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and, he, and that way, and when he saw there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. I want you to think about this thought before I read the rest of the scripture. What are we hiding in the sand? What is the past that we have that we're hiding in the sand that we're not dealing with? There's something. It could be something. Hopefully there's not. But maybe there is something that you're hiding in the sand. Continue on, um, verse 13. And when he went out the second time, the second day, behold, two men of the Israel of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Let me ask you this question. The question is this, where did Moses go? Here's where he went, the wilderness. He went to the wilderness. He went to the wilderness to get away from the circumstances. He went to the wilderness because, hey, it's desolate. It's a place where there's uncultivated, it's uninhabited, and he wants to go there, and he wants to get away from his problems. You know, the number one thing I hear all the time from people who are incarcerated, oh, let me get, get out of my circumstance, and some, to a certain degree, I agree with, yeah, you need to get away from your old friends, but let me tell you something, just because you go to a new place doesn't mean it's going to be any better. You know why? Because you got to deal with your sin. you got to deal with your past. And Moses, he goes to the wilderness. And what is so amazing about all this is since November, God's been showing me the wilderness. You say he's been showing you the wilderness. Yeah, since November, and every time I read the scripture, and by the way, I'm not looking for the word wilderness. I'm not going searching through my Bible. Where's wilderness at? Where's, I'm not doing that. My Bible reading this morning, you know what was in it? Wilderness. God's trying to teach me something. And by the way, God wants to teach you something here. God will allow you go to the wilderness. You know why? Because he wants us to deal with some issues. Because you know when he deals with us? At night, in the quiet, and then when you're away from everybody. That's when God really begins to work in hearts. That's when he wants to move, and that's what he does. And God allows us to go into that wilderness so he can begin, here it is, he can begin to teach us, he can begin to train us, and he can begin to test us. By the way, the wilderness is not a horrible thing, because didn't Jesus, wasn't he led to the wilderness by the Spirit? Yes, he was. was he? He was being tested, wasn't he? So the wilderness is not a horrible thing. I don't want you to get a picture of the wilderness as some horrible thing, but I'm telling you, God will allow you, God will lead you to the wilderness just as we see Moses here in this situation. But you know what God is saying here? What God is saying in his word and what God is, wants us to understand, you got to, here it is, you got to face it. You got to face it. You got to deal with it. I was, uh, 
just a couple of weeks ago, I, I was there in Naples jail, and uh, I had just got done. I, had a, I have a Bible study on Wednesday from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, and this guy said, man, I really need to talk to you. And I said, okay. I said, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go down to the office. I'll come right back, and I'll, I'll talk to you. Well, I never got down to the office. Matter of fact, I never got out of the room, all right? Our Bible study a- ended at 2 o'clock. It was quarter to 3 before I got out of that room. You say, why? Because men were wanting to talk to me. They wanted to, uh, hey, they needed some help. You know what they were dealing with? Their past. They want some answers. How am I going to deal with this past? And so the, one of the first things as I'm dealing with them, i got to find out what the problem is. One of the problems, he, and what he said is this. He said, what should I do? Now, this is an easy answer or easy question to answer, but he said, what should I do? Um, I have a wife. She cheated on me. What should I do? Well, if she's your wife, praise God, you need to stick with her. You need to love her. You need to, hey, one woman, one man, one lifetime. That's God's way. And I began to share just some things with you. By the way, as he continued on, he began to share. I never asked him. I never pried. I never said, tell me more, tell me more. I just listened to him. And he said, well, I don't want you to think I'm such a good person. He said, I cheated on her too. I didn't ask him that. Matter of fact, I really didn't even need to know that. But you know what? One of the things I, how are you going to answer that? You got to be honest. Because if you're not honest with yourself, then how can you be honest with God? Think about that. If you're not honest with yourself, how can you be honest with God? God wants us to face it. He wants us to face our past. Let me say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm going to keep moving. 12 to 15 years, I'm guesstimating. All right? That's a word you don't say in Spanish, guesstimating. You don't say that. Um, but anyway... Uh, 12 to 15 years ago, I came to my wife and I shared with my wife something had transpired in my past that I never have told anybody in my life. And I told her, now, but she thought she knew me 12 to 15 years of marriage. She thought she knew me. By the way, you can think you know somebody and you know everything about them, but you do not. What I'm saying here, and I'm just, again, I'm not But not too long ago, my wife shared something with me about her past. I didn't have a clue. I didn't know anything about it. Did I say, forgive me? No, I'm not going to say forgive me because this is my termination. I didn't say, you dirty scallywagon scumbucket, get the dickens out of here. Okay? I didn't say that. That's my wife. Are you hearing me? That's my wife. There's a past. There was something that I didn't know about that I didn't know. By the way, just because you live with them doesn't mean you know everything about them. You don't know what their past is. And I began to just, because of what I went through, and I see this because what I what transpired in my life, I was able to help her and, in, and trying to continue to help her with what she's dealing with. Let me tell you something. You might think you know people, but you don't. The people in this room, you don't know their lives. You don't know their hearts. You don't know how they're aching. You don't know how they're troubled. We don't know. Let's not play church. Let's be real. And that's what I love about prison. 
You know what? I can share my heart with those men and just be real with them. And that's what we got to have. We got to face that past. We got to face it. Because you know what? God doesn't want us to stay in the past. He doesn't want us to live in the past. You know who wants us to stay in the past? The devil. You ever notice this? The devil constantly wants you to hit replay. 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 God doesn't want that. God says it's under the blood. God says it's forgiven. I'm getting ahead of my notes, and that's okay, because where the Spirit of God is, I want him to go, and I want him to lead. But I'm here to tell you, we got to face it. we got to face the past. But not only do we got to face the past, we got to forgive it. we got to forgive it. we got to let it go. we got to say, God, I'm done with it. It's yours. I'm done with it. Now, here it is, and this is where it gets hard. It's forgiving those who hurt you, who did things against you. That's hard. I'm going to be real. That's not easy. But you know what? Jesus tells us, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? Because what Christ has done for us. We're to display that to others. We are going to have to, if we're going to get victory over this, over the past, we've got to forgive it. By the way, you know who, and I've said this over and over, you know who forgiveness is for? It's you. It's not for the other person. It's for you. It's like this. Whatever happened in your life is a cut. That cut, let's say it's a deep cut. And what that cut's going to need is going to need some stitches because it's going to need something to pull it back together so it can heal properly. And that's what forgiveness is. It's those stitches that puts it back together and allows you to begin to heal and to get victory over whatever transpiring in your life. Now listen to me. Forgive it. We got to face it. We, gotta, we, we need to forgive it. Why? Because God tells us to forgive them. But here's where it gets tricky. Many times we can forgive others, but we can't forgive ourselves. We can forgive others, but we can't forgive ourselves. God wants us, the same blood that he shed for our sins, that covers all sins and all unrighteousness, is the same blood that can cleanse you and forgive you of all your sins. So if we're going to deal with the past, we got to face it. We got to forgive it. Now I'm going to move on. We got to forget it. We got to forget it. What's the scripture there in Philippians 3? Forgetting those things which are behind. It's time now. Hey, let it go. We got to forget it. You say, I can forgive, but I cannot forget. Wait a minute. Are you a child of God? Yeah. If you're a child of God, do you realize that Jesus not only forgives us of our sins, but he forgets them. He casts them into the sea of forgetfulness. Now, you know what he does? And Pastor Strange said this this morning about love. We choose love, we choose to forget. You know what? That's what God did for us. He chose to forgive 
but not only forgive, forget our sins. Do you know, and you know this, and I'm, I'm giving you just simple things. God will not constantly throw up your sin in your face if you've dealt with it. He will not constantly resurface it. The devil does that. God will not res, resurface. I got a couple scriptures here that I want to listen to this. Micah 7.19 says, He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Boy, I'm so glad that I have a God that forgives me, that he throws my sins. He says, hey, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. I'm thankful that I have a merciful God. I'm thankful I have a God who forgets. And may we learn to begin to forget some things that have transpired in our lives. You say, Brother Steve, have you done any of this? Yes. Yes. Because you know how I learned this? By living it. By experiencing it. Face it. Forgive it. Forget it. And here's what I like right now. We're going to forward it. Forward it. Get going. There's two words. The first word that God's been giving me, I already shared this with you, the first word was wilderness. God is wilderness, wilderness. The second word that God has been giving me, by the way, when I say that, it's through his word. He's been giving me this word through his word. And the word was this, is this, go. Pastor Strange, again, God is using him, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for what, what he's been presenting and giving us. But it was a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about that maniac of Gadara, and he said, go home and tell thy friends the great things that Jesus has done for you. And ever since then, I've been reading my Bible as I've been going through it. God's been saying, go. Now, now stick with me. We got to deal with the past. We got to face the past. We got to forgive. But you know what? Now it's time to go. We're not to stay there. We're to now move on. Because you know what? It's under the blood, and it's time to go, and it's time to do something for Jesus Christ. There's a lot of hurting people out there. And let me tell you something. I praise God for what's taking place in the United States of America right now. Because let me tell you something. Yes, we are in dire uh, trouble. Yes, our... Anyway, I don't want to get it political. But yes, there's all kinds of problems. But let me tell you something. There's sparks of revival taking place. God's beginning to work. Bryson, my, my youngest son, he went to his, uh, or at his job, one of his bosses said to him, he said, I know you're a religious guy. He said, I got some religious questions for you. So he goes in there, and, and of course, Bryson's like, oh, no, what do you, you know, you know how we, we always get nervous. What is he going to ask? What if I have to know the answer and all the, you know. And so he went in there, and this is what he asked him. Why did Jesus die? Wow. <laughs> That's gospel 101, right? You just go on with the flow and get it going. Let me tell you something. You know what? We're not to wallow in that past. Now we're to do something for Christ. It's time to work. It's not time to get scared. It's not time to fear. It's time to go. God said it's time to move forward. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth. God wants us to reach forth. It's time to move. It's time to get going and doing something for Christ. Who does God want you to help? Who is God leading you? 
to tell them about what Christ has done for you. Let me tell you something. When we fight with this past, God wants us to have that victory, but not only wants the victory, he wants us to begin to move. And here's how he wants us to move. We see the, pre- the past, the present, but now we see the prize. Pastor says this all the time, and I'm thankful for this, finish well. Folks, we're headed, we're in for the last days. We're in the last days right now. What are you going to do? What are you striving for? What is your goals? I'll tell you one thing. One of the things that God is working on me and dealing in my heart is this. What are my spiritual goals? No, not what are my goals that I want to accomplish in my day, but what are my spiritual goals? Brother Chris preached about this this morning, which was awesome. He did a great job. God used him. But let me, hey, wood, hay, or stubble, gold, silver, precious stone. Folks, it's, it's, start, it's time to press. It's time to move forward. It's time to get going and doing something for Christ. And if we're going to do that, we're going to have to deal with some things. Let me continue on here. Not only are we going to have to d- deal with the past, fight with the past, but we're going to have to fight with a person. You know who that person is? It's us. It's our flesh. Every one of us in here has a flesh that has a body that, that it hinders us, that troubles us. That, By the way, your, your flesh is an enemy. Do you realize that? Your flesh is an enemy. Let me turn back to Galatians, or turn to Galatians chapter number 5, real quick, and I'm on the downward slope here. Not are we going to be fighting with the past, but we're going to be fighting with a person, and that's our flesh. Galatians chapter number 5, in verse number 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the lusts, or excuse me, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Now, here's what I want you to see. If we're going to deal with the past, we're going to fight with the past, we're going to fight with a person, and that person is that flesh. And you know what's going to hinder us? What's going to cause us not to get to that finish line is our flesh. It's our flesh. Our flesh is against us. And by the way, if you have the opportunity, and I encourage you, are you, we have a book, and in that book here, it has some things about the flesh. We know the fruit of the Spirit. I'm, we know about that. But listen to this. I just want to read these off, and I'm, I'm finished. The, the fruit of the Spirit, love, okay? Love is this. Love is willing, sacrificial giving of oneself, for the benefit of others without thought of return. That's what love is, okay? You know what the work of the flesh is? Here's what the work of the flesh is. Self-love. It's the willing or unwilling giving of oneself to others with, with selfish thoughts of return. Wow. Let me ask you this question. As we're dealing with the past, but we've got to deal with a person, our flesh, how are we doing allowing our spirit to control, or is our flesh controlling us? Because let me tell you something, when we get to the end, when we get to the end, we want to have something there for God. Listen to this, and I'm just going to read these off, and I'm, I'm finished. Frustration. Frustration is the work of the flesh 
The fruit of the Spirit is joy. The, The fruit of the Spirit is peace. The opposite of that, the contrast of that, is worry. The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. The opposite of that is quick-tempered. The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. The opposite of that is harshness. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. The opposite of that is meanness. The fruit of the Spirit is faith. The opposite of that is doubt. The fruit of the Spirit is meekness. The opposite of that is discord. The fruit of the Spirit is temperance. The opposite of that is self-indulgence. What's going to determine your end will be what leads you and who do you follow. That determines your end. Is it the Spirit of God? It says in that verse that I read you that these two are contrary one to the other. That means they're against. If you're following your flesh, that means this, you're going away from God. If you're following the Spirit, that means you're going away from the flesh because they don't go the same direction. Let me tell you, church, we need not only face the past, but we got to face the person of our flesh. And if we're going to get victory... It's only through Jesus Christ. And so I just encourage you tonight, if maybe you're here and maybe there's something that's transpired in your life, I don't know what it is. One of the great privileges that I have is this. As I deal with men, is this. I just want to help them with their past to move on to the present. Since, I don't know, the last year I have had and it's not because of Steve, it's because of God and his goodness. But there has been at least eight to ten men contacting me after they get out of jail and prison. You know why? It's not because of Steve, it's because what God's doing in their lives. And if we don't deal with a past, and if we don't deal with the flesh, it can hinder our future. May we not allow sin to hinder our future. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity to open up your word, Lord, to simple thoughts. But God, may your Holy Spirit use them the way you want. Maybe there's someone here tonight that has a past. God, we don't look down on anybody. God, we want to see people get victory. God, we want to see people admit their problems. Because Lord, what that admitting is this, it's humbling themselves. God, the only way we're going to get victory over sin is admitting our problem and then seeking you to get victory over it. And so, God, I just pray if there's someone here tonight that is struggling with their past, God, would you give them the victory that you want them to have tonight? And, Lord, maybe there's someone here tonight that hasn't placed their faith in you. God, may your Holy Spirit help them to see their sin and see their need of a Savior. And Lord, may you be with us as Christians, Lord, as we reevaluate how are we doing bearing fruit. If we're going to bear fruit, we got to hear, we got to obey, and we got to abide. God, may we bear fruit for you. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.